Welcome to the Internet History Podcast. I'm your host, Brian McCullough. So, as I promised would happen, Carl Stedman and Joey Enough, the founders of Suck.com, are back. And we're going again, just like last time. More musings on what digital media really means, what it means to be a digital media producer, and what it means to be a consumer... And the second half of this episode centers around the whole issue of online trolling and Carl, in particular's fascinating attempt to rein in trolling when he was the moderator of the website Plastic.com. I feel like trolling is an issue that really never dies online. Can you ever really slay the trolls, or do you have to just end up making peace with them? Or is that even possible? Can we truly ever create safe spaces online, or at least productive ones? And who exactly are the trolls? What are they after? What is their motivation and their methodology? So many people have tried to tackle this, and Carl, in this episode, gives us his own first-hand account of what he discovered when he infiltrated trolldom and tried to at least calm it down a bit. I guess we should probably fill in some of the history that we allude to in our discussion here, but don't actually stop to explain. Um, In July of 2000, Suck.com merged with Feed.com, which we discussed in episode 91 with Stephanie Simon, as you'll remember, to form automatic media. But, of course, the bubble had burst, and so this new company had to declare bankruptcy less than a year later. But before the bankruptcy, Automatic Media had launched a new website called Plastic.com. And Plastic was a news surfacing sort of site where news articles and discussion would surface via the community. And it was basically modeled on the popular Slashdot site, which was hugely influential at this time. And I think it actually uh, ran using modified Slashdot software, although don't quote me on that. But instead of focusing on tech, Plastic was more about pop culture, culture, media, that sort of thing. And Plastic was initially launched with Joey as the editor-in-chief, but after the bankruptcy, Carl bought it himself and ended up running Plastic as its sole owner until eventually closing it down permanently in February of 2011. So, here you go, back by popular demand, Joey Enough and Carl Stedman. We pick it up in media res. Depending on on your interest and and understanding that I'm trying to cast a wide net and and get all the stories I can, you know? Okay, so to play devil's advocate, why isn't this part of the podcast? Yeah, see, I... Well, yeah, so let's let's get going. (laughs) All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, Okay. So, well, you kind of already touched on this a little bit, but I'm curious to know, A, how you guys felt about the last episode, just talking to each other, talking to me, or B, what, what sort of feedback you guys did get? Carl, you want to go? <laughs> Please. See, the, see the, I don't know that... Uh, 
I didn't. I didn't get any feedback. <laughs> I can't remember. I can't. I, I don't. I really you don't. Gave, think you any... gave us feedback. You said it was really great. You said it was one of the best best podcasts ever. I saw. And I, I saw. And it. I said, okay, he tells everyone that, but we're not gonna. We're not gonna dig down. We're not going to question it because then it will just turn out. I, I mean, right around the time that we did it, um, this um, a writer, uh, younger than all of us writer uh, I saw named that. Anna Wiener was working on a piece for The Atlantic. And I think that uh, the timing was such that that uh, she listened to it before she finished writing it. So it, it informed, I think it, it informed, it gave a little bit of background for her piece. And to that respect, uh, I, I was really glad that we'd done it to that end i definitely saw it ping around on twitter a lot um according to my analytics it got more face facebook uh attention than, than a lot of my episodes do so i what i'm saying is that it seemed to me that people that know you and have loved you guys for 20 years it got around to them that you had done it so i was wondering if if those sorts of people had reached no out. let's talk about that to me that like i I've, I've allegedly met people who belong to that category but that's still a very theoretically group, theoretical group of people. I think the thing is that the people that we know aren't necessarily the people who do that. I mean, the, the, the people who we know or who might be part of our social circle, the last thing they want in life is, is to, to hear that a conversation of us, of us. Uh, right. a conversation for an hour, talking about something that might even be you know, orthogonally related to their life <laughs> and not have to say it and have to be past the spectator. But, so they're actually like the last people who, except for Carl and myself, they might be amongst the last people who could conceivably be interested in it that would actually listen to it. The last time we had any idea of who our fans were was when we were writing Suck and people would write in. But since since then, you get the odd person who says, I'm Suck's biggest fan, and they're Suck's biggest fan in the misery sort of way. So, you, you know, you doubt that you have. 10,000 or however many thousand of those. Except for what about the fact that people that I'm pretty sure you don't know making an effort to preserve you know, sucks content there's there's a guy that does the um, suck article a day or article a week or whatever it is. Um, so like what about that if these are people that even, you know, are, are like you said younger than you coming behind us and, and still resurrecting suck? That's the best case scenario because you do get a sense, like with with Anna, that she's actually reading the pieces, which is something that you haven't gotten right. for for since we wrote them. But and and we also don't, with we Carl, don't know that person. Again. He hasn't really reached out to us. I, I think I spoke to him once, but well, and yeah, that's I but that's exactly my person. Point. I don't know who he is. I, you know, I have so I have the sense that there's someone out there who 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 finds something of value. In, in, in what we did 20 years ago, but we don't know who those people are. Mm-hmm. We don't know who that person is. But, you yeah, know- but I mean, I, I, I can kind of conceive of, I know that the fact, see, I love that guy. I think that what he's doing is perfect. It's perfectly in the spirit of, of, of suck. And it's exactly the way that any kind of revivalism should be without asking for permission, just taking advantage of whatever the tools you have to, you know, give tribute to it until, you know, somebody tells you, to, yeah. to stop, and I and it's not like he read every suck piece. That's not he he, he hasn't done that. So uh, he, you know he recognizes it as something he probably would have liked if he was back then, if he was around back then. Something that deserves to get thrown out there in an experimental fashion, and hopefully something that he's actually looking at. The thing for me that blows my mind is that 
I am rereading it now, twenty years later, and I find a lot of the stuff that was hap- that we were writing about twenty years ago, particularly in '96, which was a very web-centric year for us, is resonating wildly. And t- I mean, I- I'm actually proud of that work. I think we did a great job uh, that year, and, and it happens almost once a week that I'll look at uh, at, a, at, a, at an edition of Suck again and and, and read the. Uh, the essay and just think how amazingly ahead of its ahead of its time. And I was talking about things that have since become total common parlance, like uh, our engagement with memes and the uh, is it's amazing that back then that would fall into the category of the kind of word where you're afraid that most people reading you are not necessarily comfortable with it. Meme. Uh, which is, yeah. Well, me- yeah. It, it's, it shocks me how it meme means, me no, it means something different now. It, it, it is such, it has evolved so much in meaning that it, it, it's difficult to, to, when people say no. meme today, I, it, like, I know they mean something that I don't mean when I say meme, but it's, it's hard to wrap my head around. But not entirely. They do mean, I mean, just because they specifically mean an, an image macro or a catch <laughs> doesn't mean they mean they a don't thing, mean not an idea. Mean, that is it's, a punchline. It's this, and the punchline is articulated right. at the moment in, 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 in meme aesthetics that we think of. But those aesthetics are not inherent. To, I mean, it's just the things that surround the contagious piece of media. And in that sense, they are talking about the exact same thing we talked about in 96. But, but to get back, to get back to, to obscurely. To to be well ninety six <laughs> mainstreamly in a fan of suck to me like and here I'm I'm not I'm not trying to criticize what's going on but to me there nostalgia is the enemy mm. so if you want to actually celebrate it in some way you'd have to make it again or you'd have to comment on it you you can't just you can't just recycle it that there's that doesn't yeah, see. I totally disagree with Carl on that. I'm 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 all into nostalgia and recycling because I don't, never believe that it's as repetitious or unnuanced as most people like to assume it is. I think that going over something again, even tr- attempting to do it in a purely repetitious manner, you know, a decade or two hence, you're kidding yourself if you don't think you're bringing modern eyes to whatever it was. That's the whole reason. That's the impulse to want to look at something. Right. So I don't even mind are, superficial are, nostalgia. These are tools that need to be applied. Yeah, that's true. So let I me, mean, it's not the totality of what you do. It's, but yeah. So uh, uh, what are we doing right now? We Aren't we commenting on it? I, you know, if, if you're saying that... Well, um, this, this, like, semi-meta discussion is, mm-hmm. is actually more important than anything we've mm-hmm. done we did in the last podcast, which was just talk about the past mm-hmm. to me. Well, using the past well, as a jumping off point. Right. That, that, that's but, but, acceptable. Well, I see what's most important about what we're doing is creating continuity. I think that the, the people are going to want to know, especially to the degree that the things that we were thinking about were deterministic. That's the thing you never know, whether the, the stuff that you're thinking about, you're thinking about because it happens to be fascinating to you and how much you're thinking about it because you have to be thinking about it because the everything in, around you and the tools in front of you and the state of the technology you're engaging with demands that you deal with some particular issue. So the fact that we're creating a kind of continuity of, dis, of discussion points between what we were saying then and maybe doing a little bit of meta now is going to, um, to Brian's point, cr- you know, create a, a nice full context in 20 years that, you know, has a, a, a con- you know, that might, somebody might be able it to just, find the, the 20 years line. sounds so damn egotistical to me. <laughs> It's like we're no, so no, no, we are no, so lucky that anyone even knows who we are twenty years down and no, like forty no, 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 that's, years. That's, that's, come on, 
that's not true. That's not true. It's because you devalue yourself in the in the moment because you know you're you know that you're very human and you don't deserve anything. You know, like at some level, you know that it's not. No, super... it's not. It's not about my humanity. It's about my specific individuality. Like I am a failure in many ways. So it's... that's right. But like the, that, like you know that. But <laughs> if you go back, but, and, but let's and, not like, tell you, anyone else. <laughs> give a shit about also very objectively we're confronting their own failureness so just because you're a failure that doesn't make you uninteresting to the future in fact that's like that's your common that's the common thread that's why they love you <laughs> all right failures. i mean let, like, let how me, that, that that describes everybody let me use that as a jumping off point because when when you're starting to to question the value who will care about what you did 20 years on and things like that as people that well, you it's know, not just who will care, but mm -hmm. should they care? Should they care? Okay, right. For but, sure. So what is the difference between the lost generation writers of the 20s in Paris versus you know there had to be a generation of great artists and writers in, say, San Francisco in the, in the 1920s that didn't become the Hemingways and, and you know, um, that whole group? Like, is it is it a, a function of being at the right place at the right time? Well, um, like you well, guys just being at a place where when the web is taking off, you guys are the first people to put your voices out there. How do you feel? Those those people just didn't happen to be in Paris. They mm -hmm. traveled to Paris. Mm -hmm. But wouldn't you believe that there would there was equally brilliant people at various other places in yeah, the world at I the just, same time? I just happened to be in San Francisco. I mm -hmm. traveled specifically mm -hmm. to San Francisco to, to, to be a part of what mm -hmm. was happening. Well, but that's and not Joey. Good. Joey didn't like Joey could have had many other job options, but he chose to come to the belly of the beast in order to somehow intersect with it. Well, and to, to underline that and to answer your question, um, there is a critical mass to any kind of moment or movement that makes it definitive of, of an era um, that ironically the participants in it are always deeply anxious about, you know, they, they don't like it. It when they hate the names that are applied to it. They hate that they're seen as a scene instead of as individuals. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they hate the genrefication of what they're, of what they're doing. So it's not like people in Seattle in 1992 or 90, you know, to, from 90 to 93, liked being known as grunt you know <laughs> described themselves as yeah we're a grunge act looking for a drummer I mean, they, they hated that uh did you just do but... a drumming sound <laughs> yes yes thank you for noticing, thank you for noticing. <laughs> um but, Joey's not a foley but editor that is um that is characteristic of um we want to it's laugh. A, 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 a cultural. <laughs> a, I think that's that. That is 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 a sign, a sure sign that something interesting is happening. Okay, Joey, let me. When let me... people are apt to struggle to put containers around it and come up with words to pigeonhole it. Okay, but so it's, uh, there's nothing. I actually think about this a lot because uh, let me give you other scenes. So, you know, um, in in London in in the early and mid '60s, you just got have a bunch of guys that can play guitar and are obsessed. Talk to the salon founders if you want to talk about salons. Well, well okay, but hear 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 me out. So they were just interested in blues music, right? They were interested in American blues music, and and it just so turned out that they became the Beatles and the Stones and the British Invasion. And it's that that's the exact same similar scene, as it were. 
for think of like the homebrew computer club and all those no, nerds no, in the seventies. Let, let's go back to those people. It wasn't just it wasn't just their interests. There was also and like, there was an economic crisis happening, mm-hmm. and you know, it was it was factory life or something else, and so they weren't just they weren't just doing what they loved. They were doing they were they were trying you know they were taking what tools they had to make whatever it was to escape the world they were in. What I'm trying to get at is this idea that um, when you're doing it, you're just doing it because you think, well, this is. This is my job. This is my hobby. This is my interest. And then when it blows up and becomes something else, and then 20 years later, jerks like me come back and say, what was it like when you were creating this? And, and look at how important it became. Like, you, you were talking about how you, you feel you, you, you want to right. devalue it later because you felt no, like, well, you're at the right. time you're you right. thinking that there's, way. There's two narratives to, to select from. And one is that it just, you know, we were doing it because we wanted to do it. We loved it. And it just happened. But then there's the second one, which is the true one, which is we knew we had gold. We knew we were going to do something. It actually took us some time to figure out what that was. But we knew there was a moment. We knew we, you know, as I would have put it at the time, an inflection point, uh, this, a point in history where you could apply, apply force and it could have more – it would act as a lever and it would, have, it would have more effect than it would at any other time. Mm-hmm. So, so we knew that moment was there and we had to take advantage of it so and once you do you you know it's going of course it's going to be what it is there is no other choice because that's that's what it is and and let me let me let me compare it a little bit back to what you were saying in the early 60s london i mean i i think another thing that is you are always if you are especially if you're in your 20s and you're trying you know you're trying to uh to do something of consequence for the first time in your life um you're you're acutely aware of uh when a cultural vacuum exists mm. when something is missing something good and it creates an opening for you to 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 to, to step in right. and put in that missing something and there was definitely that in music in 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 london in 1960 and 1961 and 1962 like they were desperate for something at that moment that was not a hot time for music uh in that moment right before the beatles right uh or and just uh, yes they did like the blues but it was more than just just doing Howlin' Wolf. They wanted to do something that was vital like that and maybe had, you know, some stylistic influence from it, but that was not uh, like, you know, the... Um... And the Beatles just don't happen. They go, to, they go to Hamburg and practice for, what, a year? I'm skeptical of that whole... Out. I'm skeptical of that whole 10,000 hours idea. I know... No, know, no, the, yeah, that's bullshit. But... Right. <laughs> But the the fact is, it took them time to discover what they were. Mm-hmm. But they put the time into the discovery because they knew that there was. They knew it was time. I like the way or you they, said. Or they um, felt it was time. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, I'll go ahead. Uh, yeah, go go. For it. I liked what you said about. Um, there's a time in your twenties when you know where the vacuum is and where you have that sense of. 
you know you you almost in your bones know what the what the good movie is or what the good music is and so even when you were talking about memes when when we now memes are are mainstreamed and things like you know that damn daniel i don't know if you saw that meme go around but sure you know to, to our ears and eyes we we kind of don't even understand what damn why damn daniel is funny or interesting or whatever but when you're of that age when you're so culturally tuned in like a tuning fork and and you just know instantaneously so that's sort of like your idea of sensing where there's a cultural void that needs filling right yeah yeah i mean there's also it's also really easy to 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 see because <laughs> this this definitely plays into the whole um but, but let me the, interject the commercial economy I... and the Okay. I, I don't think that's particular to your twenties. I just think most people in their twenties are in a in a stage of of growth that that sets them up for that. But that can happen in, in any decade. Go on. I, I was just going to say you you um, whenever any kind of new media, whether it's a Vine or or the web back in its heyday. Uh, emerges there's an early period that tends to be dominated by path finding advertiser spend you know there's this moment where it has a really corporate content component to it and it really sucks you know it's a terrible moment for any media when the only people who are doing something you know really putting thought into it are you know the people who just are fixated well, on having sure a really cool sure element of the new today. advertising campaign that's not true today, is it? Like you, Snapchat. Yeah. Snapchat happens with just because it happens. Yeah, well, but who knows with Snapchat? I mean, it's uh, you can only see the Snapchats you get. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, but your 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 whole thesis, which is is it takes some sort of corporate underpinning to start that. that no, that's... it takes a corporate. It, the corporate underpinning provokes. It lets a kid and a kid understands. Hey, look, I'm I might be 17, I might be 21, but even I could do better than that. No, no, yeah, no. You're that you're stuck in the 90s because what the 90s, what we were part of was the 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 evisceration of corporate culture and the the beginning of startup culture, and we're very much in that age now. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Uh, yeah, but I mean, how do you account for you know our slash fellow kids? They are just as conscious as we ever were. In fact. Better because they deal with that corporate culture as in 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 the in the form of memes. Just to tie this back to the the the, the topic at hand, and they do it with um, a better sense of humor sometimes, uh, you know, and a, a more cohesive style uh, uh, response than we ever did. I think fellow kids is much more interesting than, or it's much more successful. All considered no i i agree i agree the, that then the baffler suck were yeah no i agree that it's always power in its object but power hat the where power lies has shifted so yes your your argument in the abstract is correct but in the specifics i don't think it it's corporate power anymore so are, are oh no we, it's not corporate power it's just a provoke it's like the provocative weakness of, of of corporate media it's like you just see these things and you just think ah i get that's it's almost more than it's further than punk rock you know punk rock told you that uh you know two chords was plenty with corporate rock you realize that you know you don't even need the anything goes you need a marketing fart sounds <laughs> <laughs> well what about so 
are are we suggesting then that that memes were different? Was back... that was that laugh that, that that half laugh was that was that exasperation or no? That was me. That was me <laughs> switching switching thoughts in midstream. Are we suggesting that that memes were fundamentally different back in in Suck's days because the the infrastructure for memes bubbling up from underground wasn't quite mature yet, and so that in 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 Suck's day. Memes got started by Suck because that was still the editorial down version of how ideas disseminate. Is that what you're saying? Um, That's an interesting question. <laughs> so, so Suck very much had, a, had the rhetoric of, of being bottom-up versus top-down. But, however, but structurally, you're however, still in the suck office, there was a whiteboard, right? And that whiteboard would list the memes we were going to push, and and, and you know, sometimes Anna or Joey would would erase something and, and scribble something else up there. Um, but yeah, and so we we were thinking of it in those terms. But but yet, you know, you you, you just like what what's. Like it's good you mentioned the baffler because this is all about this is all about what, what's the what's the big what's the, what's the big what's his name um his big book um uh the, the, what's the matter with Kansas? manufacture of consent is that it it's, manufacturing consent yeah it's it's all about you know finding the the fashions out mm -hmm. in the street and right. then right so in a way we were doing that mm -hmm. but you know if if it, if they didn't exist we'd just invent them because they should exist. Which... Well, I, I mean, I, I think the I think the point I was trying to make was that uh, it is easier to um, catcall the media, the broader mainstream media, as just a, a, an individual. You you don't you don't need to be you don't necessarily need a, a structured organization like suck or anything to 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 or to. To, to vent your spleen. <laughs> There's a big difference between today and back then. Um, so, and memes are one way that I think people do let a lot, right. out a lot of, uh, of steam. But I think it comes from the same place of just like it's, people's patience gets tested. You get tested by the dominant stupidity of, of it, however you define it. Well, let me, come at, let me come at this a different way then. With the... Where are we going to? Do you know? <laughs> well, no, I don't, which is, why, which is why we're having fun right now, right? Um, with the, with right, the, Carl? some definitions of fun, with the caveat that, that none of us, definitions of fun. none of us have ever been in a Buzzfeed office in modern day times and, and, and see how they actually work. But the way that I visualize it is that you have a writer have somewhere, for internships. if you, if you, right, if you, you imagine a writer, an intern somewhere, um, you know, sifting through Reddit all day long, looking for the thing that's getting upvoted so they can immediately, um, you know, put it on BuzzFeed. No, and... no, they're, no, they're not doing that. They have they have software that that uh, flags it for them. That's true, <laughs> but this but that gets back to my point that now there is an entire sophisticated infrastructure for surfacing these things. Aside from you guys sitting in a room and and throwing ideas up on a whiteboard, um, they're not they're doing it the exact opposite way now. They're waiting to see it come up, and they're now almost they're just um, boosters. Well, yeah, well, it's because the mainstream media is itself is 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 itself under attack, and and they're in defensive mode. You know, they're they're being run by the machine. It's 
Yeah, I, but BuzzFeed, we, I don't we, think I, there's Brian any suggesting BuzzFeed there. is an example of a hybrid form of media where it's not, you know, I'm not sure whether you're are in, in your metaphor, whether you're, or the, whether they're the old media or the new media. Right. But Carl, because he, no, uh, he's conflate, there's this conflation between meme and critique, which we shouldn't be making. A well, no, he's talking about, he's talking about listeners no and, and, and sort of follow, knock on uh, uh, catalogs and uh, I'm talking about specifically the example. There are horrible memes that should. Sorry, I didn't mean not. The example of the of the dress. Yeah, the dress. Like, what is that? That is nothing. That that doesn't mean anything to anyone. And has been analyzed to death. So we don't necessarily have to do it, but we know because it's been analyzed to death how that happened. Where a writer saw it surface, saw it, it grow in popularity, and then BuzzFeed takes it, amplifies it, and then it becomes this huge thing. So that again, the the, the notion that the ideas are not, are coming from, are bubbling up from underneath, and and that now media's role is just to to be you know sort of the the earthquake monitors, and then once an earthquake comes through, then they they follow through that way. I don't think we can have the discussion without talking about brands, hmm. because to me. BuzzFeed is like what I am, like it's not much of a brand, but BuzzFeed is ruining its brand by allowing it to be anything. Like we're, whatever bubbles up, that's what it is. So, so you start to lose what you are and then people aren't following these brands and, and you, you lose, you lose any, any possibility of, say, generating revenue because suddenly you're just an amalgam of articles. That, that can be delivered in any way, in any method. Now, you would say that, but then but it, isn't that what Facebook is? This is a very provocative statement yeah, so from Paul, because I'm not, sure I, I, I'm not sure I agree with a couple of the things you just said. One, I think they are actually on track to generate some revenue, although I guess they, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they are, they're laying off people, too. Is this the, the, that's, uh, that's the rumor for, right. for, for this particular discussion? It'd be better um, if we were talking about Gawker instead of... BuzzFeed, but yes, but I do I do agree that they are that that they are losing a little bit of brand coherency and certainly a lot of urgency as just from my personal um, experience, um, and I think it is being co opted in a certain sense from 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 the ubiquity of the kind of things that is their bread and butter. You don't need to go to BuzzFeed to get a typical BuzzFeed article these right, days. Right, right. Like BuzzFeed articles are everywhere right now. Or so, I even like, question BuzzFeed how many is people the last think, place you need to go. For how many BuzzFeed people stuff. even? Like we think BuzzFeed and we think BuzzFeed, but I'm not sure how many people associate now BuzzFeed with BuzzFeed. It's just these are just things that show up in their Facebook feed. But, the, just, but the, the blue dress is a perfect example because it's like a very content neutral the blue dress. Projected. <laughs> we know which yeah, side right. of it you're on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's just completely stakes neutral. Purely. No, it's not. It's nothing, nothing is ever stakes neutral. Like, well, there's it's an attempt. It's an attempt, you know. It's an honest effort to come up with something meaningless. That is its virtue, right? right? Well, like, but you if want it's meaningless, then the it's obviously diversionary, diversionary tactic to take us away from what we should be discussing. Oh. Well, right, but that's what we want. It's not like somebody put it on us. We'd love for something to be interesting enough to talk about that doesn't have a political aspect <laughs> to it, that doesn't have any sort of reactionary glint to it that is you just could, could, nobody could hate you for your opinion of it just such a that's like that has a sanctuary appeal to it so it's wonderful when you can engage with something like so, that i mean it's not no, wonderful. No, so let's talk about this dress so when, when, when we're talking about the the discussion should have been like color point on monitors and why don't we have a we have an rgb standard which is supposedly 
were, you know, adopted by everyone, except our monitors show different colors at different times um, based, right. on, based on their angle and based on, on, on what they're adjusted for. People continue to, re- to regard this question as if they were ogre from Revenge of the Nerds when there's an, obje- an objective scientific standard right. by which they could measure it. Right, and, and then <gasps> it spills over into, like, so you, we do a lot of our shopping online. But, like, you look at a dress, any dress, or a pair of shoes or a pair of pants, and you can't even tell what fucking color it is because you don't know if, if their system that, they, that they're producing these, these images on at, comes anywhere close to, what, to, to your viewing system in front of you. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's incredible. It's really, when they – I got to do – people really do underestimate Ogre. Because he is a <laughs> philosophical thinking. That guy is much more characteristic of people really give a shit about than Chomsky or any, any uh, anybody that you could name. Ogre gets at it. What if God is dog spelled backwards kind of level analysis is what we crave. Let me ask you a question, though. I think we've just proved the necessity of suck. I like... We need the, – the world needs us. You like got we're a blue dress or a gold dress, but they need us because we're the only ones. When, when you guys we're, were – see through thing. True. True. When you guys You're were right. deciding on memes, like, uh, again, imagining <laughs> this imaginary BuzzFeed writer that um, she's, she's got she's to produce something that will be shared 100,000 times. You, we were talking – I suppose we're talking about memes, but we weren't talking about memes. Right, we, right, right. But so, would, we, we were talking about pieces. Like what are we going to write exactly, about? Exactly. Right. So yeah, like, memes I, I just, like this. I, I just, like this, re, this, this way that Brian's being on cake. Them as memes. The, so well, how, much, how much were you guys at the time cognizant of, well, if we hit that, that'll start a, a discussion, an argument. That, like were you ever consciously aiming for a not – not for a dress-like oh, yeah. sort of thing, controversy or anything like that, but how much... Oh, no, exactly like a dress. Right. Thing. Were you ever swinging for those sorts of things? You think we would be writing essays about, you know, the fake, the fake Canadianism in Canada, you know, if we've, or, or yeah, uh, the yeah. rising obesity standards, if we weren't hoping to provoke some kind... But we were trolling a lot of the time. Well, yeah. A lot. Oh, no. Yes, yes. No, I would say at least 20% of the time there was a trollish intent. No. Like, we, no, you, <laughs> we would know what we wanted. Of provocation, deliberate provocation. Oh, hold on, hold, remember, you don't, you don't wait, you wait. <laughs> we, we would select what to write on, but it might take us a week, it might take us two weeks to come up with what we wanted to say about it. And that is not what you're describing. Okay, but but the thing is that the, the the more accurate way to characterize it would be to say that that's, that this was a moving target. It changed when we started becoming when we started having things that approximated viral hit success status for us. Then we became more cognizant of and became more um, chasing in our behavior uh, in our, in our. Uh, editorial but, program. But I actually, I actually had a list of editorial rules, and on it was timeliness does not matter. Mm. Right, but the, I'm saying it changed when we realized that we could troll one or other communities and get a big uptick and get a viral uptick. We were trolling them. We were teaching them. We were teaching them how to think <laughs> themselves. Well, 
you know, not every single suck essay lived up to you know the, our our finest standards and our and th- th- that we intended. No, but even if Some you make things... fun of Canadians for not living in a real country, and even though they take that bait every time. Canadians really have to think about what Canada is and how are they going to define themselves outside of the U.S. That's true, and they really did need suck to help them <laughs> get started thinking in that regard. I'm sure that that had never occurred to them until we wrote our spectacular daily. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that it's that it's ever not in you know, totally indefensible, whatever you're doing. Of course it's defensible. Of course we had some, some, some highfalutin principles when we, when we pulled some of these exercises that others would dismiss as mere provocations. We're, but we're, 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 all some... we're a team. <laughs> you know, we, uh, there, there, there was some of that intent to it. And I think that if you, I think that given the uh, highly refined and responsive metrics analysis industry and standards that exist today and sort of the kind of uh, Bloomberg device of hit metrics they probably mm. use at BuzzFeed, it would be very difficult for them to ignore that stuff. And it's particularly when you have situations like the Gawker Empire where writers are actually incentivized in a purely mechanical, arithmetic uh, mathematical basis to uh, the, peg their earnings to clicks. I mean, of course, that is game over. If you're getting paid by the the, the page view, or you're getting well, paid no, it, by viral not, uplift, or any of that shit. It's not yeah. game over. It's changing the game. Well, perhaps like I'm, very possibly in a bad way. But... Not being aware. I mean, I even think that people who are doing clearly easy to predict low low uplift, low hit pieces are aware that they're doing that. I think it would be difficult to be completely agnostic and. And, and unaware of whether what you're writing is going has a has a has a wide appeal potentially or a very narrow appeal, quite likely. I, I think the, I think people are aware of that, and yes, the constant reinforce numerical reinforcement can't help but uh, reinforce that. Would you? Would, do you think you guys would be able to function in that world where, you know, they they, they even have the data only only. Twenty percent of people even scrolled down once, and and only three percent of people scrolled to the end of the article. Like, <laughs> if you imagine yourself yeah. existing in that paradigm, um, do you think you could do it, or would you <laughs> would you go crazy? I could, and I give good respect. I, I give a lot of respect to the people who do. I can expand on that, but Carl, how do you feel? I, I think we're compelled to do it. I think I think we could, I think we could figure it out. But that's... If we're compelled to do it, yeah. No, I mean, no, yeah. I'm saying we are in a way compelled to do it. There, there is, there are, there, there. History, history demands that something be done, and to me, like, who are the actants? And and that, that there's there's a few people that you might look to, but like, it seems to me that we we should have some skin in the game, and we should be figuring these things out. So, uh, uh, sorry, go ahead. Nah. I was just going to say that I, I think that the chances are that a lot of the people who are currently playing that game, you know, the very small group of people who are paid to deal with those editorial decisions, unfortunately, a decreasing population by the day. Um, I think that they're probably 
maybe not aware of how inhumane that whole process is. It's probably pretty crazy making. I wouldn't do it just because I can't. I can't even imagine. Oh no, we wouldn't do it on its terms. Right, how, right. How one would psychologically handle, you know, the kind of uh, you know, a thousand post threads that might erupt in reaction to your work. I, I, I think that anybody. That, that I mean, I I don't under when a Gawker, you know, when Hamilton known or some somebody posts something, or a Jezebel writer posts something that gets a zillion responses, and it's very controversial. Um, I mean, forget about people just being abusive on Twitter. I, just I mean, actual legitimate criticism itself, I imagine, would be very overwhelming when it's happening at that volume. I, yeah. I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, we would need to uh, uh, invent some new tools and some new approaches. Well, it's jumping off exactly on on that point. We didn't we didn't talk at all about plastic last time, but if we can think of plastic as as maybe um, a step in between suck and and what we're talking about the, the the environment now, I'm I'm curious if there were any lessons from from plastic um, that you learned in terms of again this idea of content surfacing from the audience and and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, good transition. We could do many hours on that, I'm sure, both of us. But go ahead, Carl. <laughs> I mean, really, yeah, of course. Plastic no, is the, the kind thing, of thing so that, that we like, knew you this forget was... about it. But in go a ahead. way, it was for, you know, in, in a way, people think of Suck as, you know, it's an editorial brand and it has, it's very catchy in a, in a way. But the stuff that we did at Plastic and that Carl did for years at Plastic was so, was also just as ahead of its time. Um, as Suck was probably more ahead of its time because it ended up char- being, you know, characterizing what a lot of very successful future enterprises like Reddit perfected. I mean, the difference between a plastic and a Reddit is very, very slight. Right. The influence there is is a lot is as, as direct as the influence between Suck and Agaka. Um, so of course, me so in, as somebody in, who launched that too early, and nobody ever asked about plastic, and Carl is somebody who ran it forever, <laughs> and nobody ever and asked about plastic, and nobody ever asked him about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, and and then my mind, like I've been walking around for the past week thinking, okay, it's, they're going to ask about plastic. This is my big chance. I'm going to be able to, you know, I'm going to be able to talk about plastic, and and people will realize I'm super smart. And I'll remind everyone again that I'm a fucking genius. And then everything will turn around and I'll somehow be rescued from obscurity and the world will be saved. And then I realize, no, none of that's going to happen. And so I have 2,000 words. No, I I have 2,000 words, which I like, okay, so I'm going to talk about plastic finally. It's a fantastic moderation system, which no one has really, you know, recreated in these 10 years. And... And, and I'll post it to Medium, and we'll talk about it, and it'll really help. It'll help things. But then I think no, <laughs> that's just not going to happen. I, I like. What am I Why doing? Why isn't then? it going to happen? Because who's going to read a Medium post? And like, how well, does that even? People read Medium posts. Not my Medium <laughs> posts. <laughs> I, well, I think the least. Of, I think the least of your worries should be that nobody reads it. And then, yeah. So. So then I said, okay, like, so I've done this, whatever, I have Joey, so we'll just, we'll just, Joey will walk me through it, or else I'll just become very reticent, and we'll mumble through it. Well, what, what would yeah. you like to yeah. say about plastic? You think about what you uh, want to say, but, but then so, you... 
Yeah. yeah. No. So. So. so well, like, I had a question. For, I, I, let oh, me, let oh, me no. get him started because I have one question, and I will give it to Carl. Um, no, and it's no, about be, something. We I, I know where you're going, and before we get there, I should. I really want to say. So, suck is 20 years on, and like I'm only ready to talk about it now. And plastic. When, when did it shut down? Like, plastic 20, is only 2011 yeah. or something. Yeah, so it like in a way I'm not like and and, it, and it's upsetting to me because right now like it's it's not that old. So like I have lessons from plastic that do apply. But maybe I I'm not sure if I'm Go on. Go on, Joy. No, I think that I think it's 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 all really valid. This is like like what what Carl's saying is really important because um it is very hard to make heads or tails of when you do something online and it's not hard to be ahead of time online, you know. So, you, so you're so you're going to have conflicted feelings. So, chances are you're going to do something, um, and if you think it's worthwhile to do, chances are it is worthwhile to do. Uh, and if it's hard to do, chances are it is worthwhile to do. And you're going to sink a lot of time into it. And it's probably not going to be the one. It's not going to be the thing that breaks up. And there's no secret formula to being the one that's both early and reaps all the benefit for it. Right. chances are it'll just be like some latecomer that gets much better funded and they'll do something you did many years earlier and nobody's going to necessarily uh, remember you although maybe they do so it would be easier for Carl if we were 15 years hence and people were actually reapproaching plastic as they may well, well no, do they can't for reasons I, that I'll mention because as I told you before I, I was so clever as to make it so the internet archive could not crawl mm. Mm crawl plastic and the reason for that was plastic was like after i took it over it became so dynamic that you needed to, to actually to actually use it in the way it should be used you need to be logged in like it, it the, the discussions after the fact were really nothing to me like it meant it meant a lot that you could come on to plastic and plastic would already know what you've read so Plastic would so you could find those again if you want to refer to if you want to add to them. But you know it would know what you'd read. Like like for some reason, like even Twitter and Facebook don't know what I've read. Yeah. Like they'll they'll keep showing me the same like, and they, it would know where you contributed. It would know what 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 you were interested in. All you know, and this is such this this technology. Oh uh, yeah, well the, the, the so web just, just just for posterity's sake, it is very aware. Some of us are very much aware that in 2016 the web sucks. For plus, for for uh, for managing bookmarks or managing self history. So the fact that Carl was doing that stuff in a, in in the two thousands is predictive of a phenomenon that hasn't even come to pass. Well, you know what's right interesting. So, so history here's was. another thing. So plastic would have like so there's a link off plastic. So you 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 do a, it does a it does a little mouse over um, and it tells it gives you a preview of what that thing is. Why the hell do I have to click on uh, like now they put those little preview things plastic would do those too those little summaries but those summaries are just a picture or maybe a headline like why can't i get an article summary before i go off to the, another site do like, you know the collective heart click? imagine the collective heart attack that media would have if facebook did that and, and they didn't get their click-throughs which they're kind of doing i guess that's sort of the instant article thing it's just that they're they're agreeing they're they're letting media take their piece right so well, that, in, that's in that way, a... Facebook is being overreaching, and media is not doing itself any favors. Yeah, but that, the user—no one's thinking about the users. No one's thinking about what makes this experience an experience. Right. I, I was going to say, I bet Facebook does have the data of what you've read. I bet Twitter does have the data of what you read. And so, what's interesting is that they haven't 
they haven't used it to make our experience better. They're using it to do other things with it. Yeah, Facebook are thinking about their users. They're not thinking about the users. Uh, you know, they're not thinking about people who use a bunch of different stuff, including Facebook, and who want something that might be inclusive of Facebook, but is a larger purpose to which they're putting the internet or putting their smartphone or you know putting their connection to the network. Um, you know, sometimes I think, okay, if if I like the one thing that would make Facebook better, well, well, I I should be able to click and say I don't want to see any politics. But then I think, no, if I can do that, I'd click and not see any kids. Mm -hmm. And yeah, if I could do that, I'd click and not see any vacations. And yeah, if I did that, I'd click and not see any job announcements. And before before I know it, there's no Facebook. I mean, I think the problem with Facebook, and before we step back to plastic in history and get off this this facebook tangent i'll say the problem the reason why facebook is probably not going to eat the media players lunch is because there's always going to be a leading edge of media that um especially on, well, only i'm now in the context of online there's always going to be a leading edge of media that t- makes use of functionalities that um are going to be larger than that replicated inside the facebook media reader I think that that's just going to a truism. I think I, I think that that Facebook can only follow standards of the web. So I already notice now that there are playback problems and particularly ambitious uh, web elements, and even simple video elements, don't always um, have proper playback when it's in the Facebook Facebook ecosystem. Much less the kind of aggressive HTML projects that I like to fiddle around with. That stuff is far from being a Facebook integrated kind of thing. Um, but to go back to what okay, Carl so was talking Brian, about. So, Brian, Joey, I'm really depressed now. <laughs> I am so depressed. Well, why? What, what specifically are you depressed about? Uh, it's just the world is shit. <laughs> Which one of you is the optimistic one? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I will, can I can I say something optimistic about about plastic? Sure. I'm optimistic that plastic will have um, more of a legacy than Carl is is willing to concede because I do know that in its first year of functioning, at a certain point, it fell onto the radar of the Internet Archive and was heavily archived there. Yeah, but that was before. Uh, certainly, I all did the every... way. Go on. Yeah, that might have been before you implemented every single upgrade that you thought was the thing that just yeah changes everything from the time when I was working. <laughs> on it. Yeah, I got it. I got it, Carl. Oh, just, <laughs> just and just to, just to clarify things a little bit, I did consult on plastic before it launched. So you know, I, I was there. I did help in some way. So, so, but go on. But yes, plastic was originally your baby. The point was is that it was it was uh, archived heavily, and thus one of the most active discussion spaces of 2001 online, and uh, um, as such, easily a more interesting resource than our other contemporaries like Metafilter um, or Slashdot um, when one would want to go and do a minute-by-minute and uh, day-by-day analysis of how people felt and how the media reacted to 9-11. That was, you know, it was a a seriously active discussion space. And I sometimes go back and look at the Internet Archive snapshots of that thing from one hour to to, to another um, and and just... uh, 
um, flabbergasted and shocked at how it's managed to escape the annals of um, September 11th history because it's it, 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 there was a real contribution made there and that hasn't been wiped away. That's true. It's very interesting material. So there's an article that I just I love and I don't know why it, it, it it's 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 as important as as we may think it's it and it's called the lessons of Lucasfilm's habitat and it's by Chip Morningstar and uh, F Farmer and uh, it's about um, what did Habitat run on Habitat ran, ran on um, it was an on I, it turns in AOL I think oh Quant- Commodore there's Quantum Link on Commodore sixty four and it talks about how they're building this this virtual community and and the rules they took away from how like how you how you interact with users and how how you moderate to a, a, a virtual community um it, it's 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 a seminal essay and i really want to write sounds amazing yeah yeah everyone should read it um and i really want to write that for plastic hmm. i i i really want to do that essay again but with the lessons from plastic. All right. Okay, this is good to know. I'm, I'm going to read this, and I'm going to bug you to do that, because that sounds worthwhile. Yes, everyone tweet at him to, to, to produce this article. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, because I was actually having a conversation with Carl about a different issue related to online communities where, um, when I was asking him how, having been an, a moderator and a, a site administrator for a social media site, how aware he was of um, uh, sock puppetry in online discussion zones and straight up trolling. Um, And he was telling me how he was very cognizant of it because he'd actually watched it in the behind the scenes, watch people go in and make some provocative post and then sign out, sign in under a different yeah, name. Joe was trying to get me going. Mm. So, and, and, and respond to it. But the question was about the community, about FARC, because I was telling him, my point was, is that I really like the fact that they allowed their, unlike, say, on Metafilter, very provocative uh, right-wing troll types to post without being banned or without being erased and giving, therefore, giving a context for more reasonable right-thinking left-wingers like myself to come in and systematically reply. And I, I, I appreciated the fact that they let the, 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 the trolls in because it gave them an opportunity to do that. And that got Carl going, as he might yeah. right now. <laughs> but a bit like, yeah, except I'm and still really a bad know. place. <laughs> but, I, but I will say that the, 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 the incident that fomented this, like, because I, I, I was, I tried to be hands-off as possible. Like, Keep in mind that I end up in, inheriting or, or obtaining this uh, online community, and I, I hate online community. I hate online discussion. I uh, just like people who don't know what they're talking about talking about everything. Um, I, I really don't see the, I don't see what people get out of it, and and so I run this place, and so I've got this. I don't even have a love-hate relationship. I have a hate relationship with this thing I'm running. But it turns out to be the best thing because with all online communities, you have this, these moderators who turn into like, you know, as gods in their right, little right. And And for, since I don't want to – I don't – you know, this is, this is your little playground. Don't mess it up too much. Um, and like, so I, for, for years, I got to see the struggle where people would make these appeals to Carl. <laughs> like, the stuff is going on. Have, have Carl 
figure it out. And at sometimes I would see, okay, things are pretty bad. And so I would build a tool that would let the people and not and after like first I, I tried trusting moderators the way everyone does and it turns out you can't trust moderators you can't trust any like people who 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 power corrupts s- man <laughs> yes and and it's just everyone <laughs> like the most the the the, the most the, the people with the purest hearts like once they have that power they're going to start using it against like if they don't like someone's political opinion suddenly they're they're using it against that. It's, it's amazing how that works. So 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 I'm getting so so I'm frustrating people, but yet making it better because I, I'm pulling out. I'm pulling. So I have no powers to change anything. Um, the moderators uh, after a point have no power to change anything. Uh, so everything gets filtered down to the community at large. So to do anything. It doesn't take any special class of person. You just need enough people to do it. So if you have if there's a if there's a post that and and here's here's what happened. Someone and, and it wasn't just someone. It wasn't and this is what made me start thinking this out. It wasn't just someone. It wasn't just some troll just showing up. Um, a, a, a fairly a fairly important member of the community posted this this anti-Semitic rant that that just just went beyond the pale and something had to be done with about it and like and normally like some either me or a moderator would do something about it but they posted it as themselves under their name yeah they, and they posted it as themselves um so yeah it, it's it's not yet time that i learned because before then yeah like I learned later that people are posting things as not themselves like so so every so people have dual roles you know people have multiple roles and usually they'll log out as themselves and log in as someone else as someone else or as not as anonymous troll. Um, but here it's as themselves, and you know, like I, when I inherit plastic, it has this karma system. But the karma system is useless because so karma measures trust. So this person has a lot of trust in the community, and yet here he is. And 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 like I know him well enough that I don't. I really don't think he's an anti-Semite. But yet here, and this is you know, this is. anti-semitic and it it might even be questioning the holocaust so i have to do something and um and me being me and and luckily having no true love for online community i i just pull the site down i pull the site down and say okay i'm going to think about this and i'm going to build a tool that will be able to address this and i think i think i keep it down for four days and then it comes back up and I, I actually had to rewrite the entire discussion engine, like from from the ground up. So, so after that, it became possible to, um, it became possible, and, and and I'm skipping a part that's actually quite important in this. But it became possible for the community, like for basically anyone, could read something and say like this this is beyond the pale, and they could they could downmod it, and th- but then it would take any number of down mods to push something beyond like beyond underneath threshold. So once it gets underneath threshold, you can't see it anymore, but it can't just, that post can't just be underneath threshold. The, all the posts that follow also need to be underneath threshold because, you know, we say don't feed the trolls, but you know, it's, that's difficult to do. So, so you have that. So, so it's, so there you have some important tools where no one's making these decisions anymore. It's, 
it's the community at large and it's it's rather large so you know you have to have this consensus and that's what community is it's about people agreeing about something so so you have that um but but then you still so it turns out that that when someone trolls or when when someone is like either as themselves or as a sock puppet like so i just I, <laughs> you're both so quiet and i'm just trying no to, this is very fascinating yeah, i, I want to hear about the difference between trolls and sock puppet go so okay no Good. oh yeah so for so like so when when i take over plastic one of the first rules i make is you can't delete anything because that to me seemed wrong um you you can't you know, it's it's a written medium. We have a history and a past. You have to stand by your words. You can't like so the well. You could scribble them out, um, and and there would be a there would be a record that it was scribbled, but the post would still be scribbled. Um, and nowadays, usually things can be deleted. Um, but so I decide nothing could be deleted because this would both change. Be like so then you might think a little more before you post something, but also. You know, it, it would also it would also free people to understand that not everyone's perfect, opinions change. Um, yeah, you know, and there was there was also an edit history, so you know it's not as if mm. if you made a mistake, it was just a mistake forever. You could so you could edit it, but you couldn't eliminate your prior draft. Right. So anyone could see what had gone on. Um, so that felt very important to me. So you've got that. So so then I've got so. Like skipping forward again, I'm, I'm trying to get to this middle part, but skipping forward again. So you can push things under threshold, but still, like the, it, it, it's important you can't delete anything because you that you can't you don't solve a problem by pretending it doesn't exist. So so there's anti there's this anti-Semitic rant, and in order to address it, you actually need to be able to at some point talk about it later, or at least refer to it, mm-hmm. and, and make some sort of judgment over what happened and whether it mm-hmm. was correct. So, so, so the the concept becomes you can push things under threshold, but you can still refer to them if you if you address it directly. So, in, in Plastic's case, you could type in a URL that referred to that that comment and its and its children directly, and you could still read it. But that would, you know, but you. In the normal course of events, the post didn't exist anymore. So if you're reading the thread... Would you be able to search for it somehow? Like, how would somebody obtain this URL? You would have to know it existed. Hmm. Which is basically, you would have to have... Because, because, the, because the community evolves over time. So you really don't need a, a new member to the community to be involved with like this uproar that happened that may already be solved. But the people who were there... Who still have you know? Who still have to resolve their decision making at the time? They need to be able to refer to it and, and think about how they reacted and was it the proper decision? So, so they if they were aware of it, they could they could construct the URL and, and go to it. Um, okay, so participants somehow had right, access. Yeah. To it. So yes, participation equals access. Okay. Um, okay. So. <laughs> So you turned off the site, you turn it back on, and what happened? Um, no, so so before that, I, so we start to have trouble with 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 trolls who there there are people who are clearly so I get rid of moderation and as such, so people are left without the traditional tools to deal with the things they're used. 
it's a brave new world. So people can post anything, and there are ways to deal with it, but those aren't the ways people are used to. So are you t- you're saying that you remove the upvote and downvote capability? No, you could upvote and downvote stuff, but it didn't mean anything. In it, it meant something to the. Yeah, that's that's the right question. So upvoting and downvoting no longer had any value to the posts. It had value to the trust the trust score on the original user. Oh, oh. And so because I'm thinking, I'm thinking a community is made up of people. So it's and more so, like an, uh, an eBay long-term reputation system. Right, yeah. right. Because I'm thinking if, if people have reputations that they care about and want to protect, that's, you know, so those are the users you trust. But it's Still turn- all very Reddit predictive here. But, but it turns out that's not the case in a way that I'd never imagined. It turns out that like some of our, our most trusted users were also some of our best trolls. Right. <laughs> so they would have a user identity and a troll identity. And for, for, for weeks or maybe months, I, was, it, I racked my brain because, because um, you know, is, are they gaming the system because there's not enough to do there? Sorry for the abrupt interruption. This is the first time Skype died on us. I apologize, but really, there's no one to blame but Skype. We're going to pick it up again. Right now, uh, if you're ready, the so the story where we left yeah. it. <laughs> yes, that was very inopportune moment. Too, I know, <laughs> I know. Right when we get to the crescendo, so you 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 basically discovered that there's there's almost nothing. I actually want to. I'm super curious to know the you, lesson you assume you there are bad actants, right? And it turns out no, there are people, and they're doing people things, and sometimes they're good and sometimes they're bad, which should come as no surprise to anyone. Mm-hmm. And yet we just, you know, as we interact with people in, in this virtual space, we, for some reason, we want to, like, you know, make them black or white. Either they're good or bad. And, and, and in a way, that's true because people take advantage of the avatar thing. And if they're going to be bad, oftentimes they will be bad as someone else, as a sock puppet. So um, did you basically learn the lesson? Did you just throw your hands up in the air and say there's no way to solve this problem? Or like what? Oh, what no, no, like no. Learned? See, no, the, cause, cause what, that's the, the wonderful thing. thing because I, I, okay. The, but that's the wonderful thing because I don't care about plastic the way anyone who had created an online community would care. So for me, it's just, you know, in a way, I'm just a mad scientist. And this is a lab with a bunch of lab rats. So, you know, I want to respect these people's I think that's me. Can uh, you hear those sirens? It's a bad actor. You're a bad actor. They're coming for you. <laughs> um, I live in the worst part of town. <laughs> so, yeah, no, you're gonna have to. It's just gonna get to worse and worse. Okay, there it goes. Stuff anyway, but when you, yeah, just edit it all out. Make but, sure you lean up to. Uh, to, to but I, to... I need this for my article, so I need all of this. So, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. if you whatever you edit out, I need the whole thing. Okay. Um. So, so because, because, you know what, so I, I, I do respect people's privacy. Like privacy is, is, is tantamount to me. So I don't think I have a right to, I'm going to describe what I did. And I don't think I have a right to do that to any, any participants, but I decide I, I do have that right for bad actors. So if, if you're, if, if there's like if you're doing something that under the old regime a moderation tool would have would have 
would have uh, done, you know, would have deleted your posts or kicked you off or done whatever would have happened. If if that's the case, then I I must have a right to do what I did, which is monitor you. So I started watching. I started watching these bad actors, and you like at least I I I assume they're they're terrorists or they're like what's a what's a better term? I assume that that they're there to to disrupt. Oh, there's there's this there's this podcast, not a podcast. There's this YouTube um, uh, called Internet Comment Etiquette, mm-hmm. and there's this guy who he goes on different uh, goes on different uh, uh, chat forums. Uh, and, and leaves a comment, and the, you know, and there's with every comment, there's this big and enter and done, and he moves on, and that that to me was what that's that's how a troll I thought must behave, you know, you just you you do you do your trolling and you move on, but it turns out go go on, I just say hit and run, yeah 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 I I just assumed it was hit and run, and and, and, and I, I I would still make that assumption today if I didn't know what I know. Um, so I started to watch how people how, how this actually happens. So people and like this is by following IPs and 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 watching you know just so basically the database like I, I allow it to store much more information about with the cookies and everything else about what's you know the the, the sessions and how people are are, are interacting and, and coming in and leaving. Um, so it turns out that it's just not enough to po- like to, to troll that like that apparently satisfies no troll what they do is they post and then they come back and they come back and they come back excessively refresh right right to see what they've done they're arsonists or at least they behave like arsonists arsonists like of of every criminal arsonists are the ones who who can who need to see their work And, and trolls behave in the same way and and so once once I understood that, and that took that took a few weeks of just watching, and, and like not just watching, but like shocked watching. It's like really you need to you know, <laughs> like it's just like and and if people were not getting the reaction they wanted, they would just like they would literally just reload and reload and reload, as if mm. like like and, and and if they got no reaction, which is what you'd want the community to do, don't feed the trolls. Right. They would just go further until they got that reaction. So it was clear that in order to solve the problem, and 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 the, and the problem is twofold because it's not just these random trolls. It turns out that these are 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 important members of the community who are now acting as trolls, but they're also important right. members of the community, um, and like they're doing, they're they're serving in both roles at the same time. Like Two Face. <laughs> was Two Face a good guy too? Well, he, he started he, out he as, was... as Harvey Dent. Yeah. Oh, that's well, Harvey the Dent. Harvey Dent aspect. Yeah, the Harvey Dent aspect of of of, of him was 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 perfectly good. You know, it's the the Two Face part that. Uh, but Two Face was about flipping good. coins, right? Was that is that the same guy? I don't know. Yeah. yeah but... So Two Face didn't have a good side at the end. Yes, he did have a good side. What it was the good side? Depends on the coin. Oh, but no, like if you're, if you're making the decision to flip a coin, you've already accepted that you're evil. Because well, Batman understands because, that and you understand that. Because we you all have no ethics. But Two-Face doesn't understand that. <laughs> That's why he's insane. Well, so now, so 
now that you've now that you've created this secret police and you understand how there's these... no secret police because there's no action. It's just a study of what people mm-hmm. are doing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay, right. It's it, no, yes, no. The secret. Yes. This is this is when Carl turns plastic into the Voyeurs Motel. <laughs> you you are striking a chord here. Like I am feeling guilt because I did do this, and and and. Also, while I was thinking about this recently, I realized I didn't do it enough. So I actually don't know. I, I'm I'm assuming that normal, not normal, but 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 users who are not uh, pushing in these boundaries are behaving in a different way. But I actually don't know that. They could be as obsessive about their posts as these trolls. Because I, well, I they could be as obsessive about the trolls' posts. I sometimes get obsessed about mm, other trolls. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that could also be the case. I don't know because I, you know, because I, I decided the ethical line was I could only, I could only, like, be voyeuristic with these people who are breaking, you know, not breaking, like breaking unwritten rules. Or, you know, it's, I, I suppose there was probably a policy somewhere of not, not doing bad stuff. Right, you're like the motel owner with the drug dealers. He would only enter the room. <laughs> you know, if, if, if you, they were doing something that he and, objected and, yeah, to. And, and cause a murder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what we're, we're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I, what I want to, I'm, I'm so fascinated to find out. So <laughs> now that you've learned, now that you've learned this, this behavior, you've identified the pattern, you see how they operate. Were you ever able to come up with a system to your satisfaction to at least mitigate or limit or, or bring, bring this down at all? Yeah, and that's why that's why before I said I, I keep skipping this middle part. So this is the middle part. This is not the end part. So so this is the middle part, and the 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 answer is just to take that away from them, to not let them see what they have wrought, and then once you can't once so let them post, but don't let them see what anyone's reaction is. Ah, and, gotcha. It's like and, some precursor to the shadow ban. <laughs> Basically, right? Right. Like, is that a tell us how this reference? <laughs> well, no, no, because in Reddit, there you oh, can get. Sh- I, I'm yeah. assuming some other discussion forums, you can get shadow banned where you're going there. You don't understand that people can't that that that, that you're posting and people can't see your posts. So you don't. Nobody tells you. Mm-hmm. But this is something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. This is where you. This is slightly different. So, but yeah, so you can have your you can have your post if if you get rid of the post. If you get rid of the post, then people like start to try to 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 game the system. Like, how do I keep a post up? So you have the post has to stay there, but they can't get the reaction. So so that's when when I'm talking about uh, pushing, like letting the community push below threshold. And the, in that case, like for the, for the community, they're pushing the entire that that parent and all the children below threshold. For for the person who has has posted that original. Um, uh, post the parent is still there, but they're getting no reaction. They're getting no. They're getting no. They're not getting the psychological mm-hmm. feedback they need to to, to continue doing these, it. These arsonists. This was your. This was your jelly. solution. I'm taking all the fun out of it. No, 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 no. Yeah, well, but I mean, you really are. I like. I I have major objections to this approach. If, if this is if this was the real outcome of what you did, was you know you just kind of. Uh, Reduced all of the enjoyment for the troll to nothing. You get them <laughs> perpetually frustrated satisfaction. That's what you're saying. Yes, that's what I'm saying. 
because I thought you were going in a much more exciting direction when you're saying that you realized that the reason why they were trolling is that you had not implemented enough fun game like atmospherics no, no, to the whole that, system. That, that was awesome. They were craving an interaction and a kind of a you know a point scoring. And now, guess what? The second time that Skype goes down on us, except this time, it was a serious crash. I had to go into Activity Monitor and literally force quit and, and almost restart the whole machine. But this is the last time it happens, picking up now for the conclusion of Carl's story. Yeah, it, it, it's it's going to take five minutes just to get me to a place where I... <laughs> can, I, can I interject with my question? Go ahead, go please. Ahead. Because... Because he was he he was talking about how uh, he was um, making trollish posts invisible so that to, to to frustrate his posters, and I'm sitting here wondering why he's gone the Kinja route of trying to stamp out trollery instead of the more natural. No, but route. I wasn't trying to stamp it out. It it existed freely. It's just. The, who could That's, see it? It's positive, and everyone everyone saw these originally. That people would have to make a decision that they didn't want to see it, and it was everyone's decision except the original posters. Isn't that right? No. Like, so so really. you have a bunch of people in a crowd, and you've got one person shouting, and everyone can choose to ignore him. But yeah, that but doesn't mean best, no one should go. No one should go. No one should go push that person out or tell them they can't shout. Well, the question is, why are you trying? This is the problem. It feels like the trolls come and, depending, I guess we have to be. You'd have to be a little more precise uh, about how often the trollery you were talking about was pure anti-Semitic or revisionist. Right. So, the question, want, the question you want to ask is, how do you define a troll? Yeah. How do you know it's not just somebody getting the, the, the conversation started and being provocative? Right. Exactly. And, and to do that, you you decide that you know you, you, you for me I just I it was an arbitrary percentage of the user base, and it was a high one. So and and I thought well people will game this so they'll because Plastic had chat rooms as well so they like I thought well there'll be these groups of people who are aligned politically or aligned in some way and they'll all get together and decide to to reach havoc. So I tried to supersede, but it turns out people didn't do that. Like trolling and anti-troll, th these are these are very individual actions. It seems like so so because if people were actually interested in 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 creating real community, they they do that. So, see the reason why I think this is interesting is it seems like this question of the authenticity of the outrageous is dogging media beyond the internet because if you can think about the years before and, well, the web let, happened let me, let me in the Jerry Springer era. No, but you're also assuming that the post does not exist anymore, and it does. It exists – not only does it exist, it exists forever. So it exists to an extent that everyone can see it and, and make, a, make a rational judgment based on it. But then it still exists. It, like we haven't – it doesn't, it doesn't get deleted. It just gets pushed under threshold. Yeah, see, that, just, that's, that's the thing. That's like that's like when they took the Jerry Springer show and they deleted out all the fights. You know, they edited it out. It's like, well, why, why am I watching the show? Exactly. <laughs> right. That's that's the solution. No, that's not the solution. That's a solution to make to 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 producing an entertaining <laughs> talk show. Yeah, I see. You have solved it, and now you're 
so so the so the next the ne- no but i i know what you're saying and the next step the next step which 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 i like to in order to do it i i almost thought well i'd have to start a plastic tube because that's so different the next step is to create affinity groups so like so because some people are you and they do want to see spites and those are so th- those are the good parts so you have to you have to give them you have to give them the tools to make a, to make out of these discussion threads what they want to see while others can make it what they want and you know but there can still be this communal discussion and that's not hard to do that is not hard to do no i think this is where it gets very very complicated because then i feel like this is the the place where where none of the current solutions really get at, get at it because they uh, they are incapable at the moment of deciding whether what we're looking for for uh, in a common in a comment thread in a com, in a community online is a civic a, no, a civil discourse just, just or whether judge, we're looking for a spectacle. You just judge. No, all you have to do is fill. You have to figure out who those people are. So you just judge based on people's actions, what like-minded people there are. You put them together and give them the tools to form, to, to, to create the, the view of the community that they want. So you, get happens, see, but... so you get to see all the beatdowns, and I don't. But they're still there, and, and I know they're there, but, and, and I actually see them from time to time when I say, I don't want that as part of my view, but they're your, that's part of your view. That's perfect. Well, that well, is no, the well, that might be at an individual level a solution and at a meta level, definitely, because you have some communities that have one standard and some communities that have another, and you can just kind of go to the ones you want. You can go to MetaFilter if you no, want. No, but to I'm saying this or... is just one community. It just allows sub-communities in it. But I'm sure you know that that didn't work. I mean, yes, it's a nice idea. No, it, it's no, just... it works. <laughs> you just throw it all into a database and crunch the numbers, and you have, you have like-minded people. You have affinity groups. Well, and you then have you, them let them, their own little... you let them self-select as well. So, do you want to? Do you want to hear? Like, this is. You want to hear my suggested solution to this? And and I'm uh, sadly I'm going to have to use this to wrap up. But in so pre-web in the in when I was in middle school, I was on the Prodigy bulletin boards, and I played a Star Trek role-playing game that was just basically self-organized. It wasn't a game; it was literally exchanging messages on a message board and we were organized into ships and fleets and there was a captain and there was you know security officer all these things and we would role like play Facebook real exactly Facebook so, real life role play so we would exactly so we would role play you know we're, now we're going into the neutral zone to fight the romulans and things like that and and there would be a, a game master that would you know have the the basic plot and and would serve up the plot and people would perform their roles on the ships now what would happen, like you described, is there would inevitably be trolls. <laughs> people would pick fights with people. People would behave like jerks. And so what would happen is we would have all I can remember. I, I barely remember any of the actual missions and the role-playing stuff that we did. What I remember is a series of court-martials. <laughs> because hmm. think about it. We have this rigid structure. We're supposed to – my captain is above me. You know, My, my uh, security officer reports to me. So we had, in, in, in the universe that we're playing in, we had a system for things like this. And so when someone was too much of a jerk, time and time again, this maybe happened five or six times in the year that I did it, we had court-martials. And that became an actual public trial, and the person was either kicked out or exonerated. <laughs> oh, now, I, cool. no, that, makes, that makes perfect sense. And I that actually, actually, that essay I, I referred to, the, the Lessons from the Lucasfilms yeah. uh, Habitat, 
um, talks about that. So I, I, I'm going to end by say, suggesting that perhaps the solution, if you ever decide to do an online community again, <laughs> is, is to, to have, pretend your Starfleet have, Enterprise have public trials. Or Enterprise. <laughs> well, I was thinking more in terms of uh, Judge Judy or Judge Joe Brown, but uh, just or Jerry Springer. Well, no, post Jerry Springer. I mean, I think like divorce court kind of thing where you, you it be, where, where where the adjudication becomes the uh, the content that sounds yeah. fantastic yeah because maybe so, the, so. there's there's some sort of catharsis for the community in the adjudication in in the public trial you know? so all right guys i think so i uh okay so brian is playing us out i i sadly have to um this has been fantastic again despite all of our our issues which i will edit together the best that i can um i i i want to do this we again someday <laughs> we, never... we, had a, we had a whole thing on VH1. Well, listen, I, I would love to go into, into VH1 and, and I Love the 80s and Behind the Music. And, well, no, it was I Love the 80s, right, that you did? There, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the zeros. We haven't really got into Joey's side of the, the first decade of the century. All right, so here, <laughs> just like last time. be our time, next conversation. Just like last time, someday down the road, we're going to do it again. Thanks, guys. If this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, please subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice. There's plenty more great internet history where that came from. And if you're a longtime listener, then you know what to do to help us out. Rate and review us on iTunes. Because iTunes gives credit to reviews and ratings, and the more great reviews we get, the more people will discover us. As always, there's more info on our website, www.internethistorypodcast.com. The show's Twitter handle is at NetHistoryPod, and my personal Twitter is at BrianMCC. Thanks for listening.